Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. This is episode 81 of Stands and Fits, presented by the Professional MBA Program with the Ivy College Business at Iowa State. Advance your career with the Ivy MBA from Iowa State. Take classes twice a week in downtown Des Moines and take electives in Des Moines, Ames, or online. The part-time MBA is taught by the same faculty as the top 50 ranked MBA program on campus. Ask about scholarships and waiving the GMAT. Learn more at ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Recording is always in the Carl Chevrolet studios. Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny, exit 90 at The Rock, or carlchevrolet.com, or Carl Chevrolet Stewart, just off I-80 in Stewart, Iowa, west of West Des Moines. carlchevroletstewart.com. Best place to get a new or pre-owned vehicle for you and your family. What's up, Fitzy? Fresh back from... The old KC. Yes, back from KC. I was fortunate enough to be able to watch the game on my phone from the college basketball experience uh, while working this weekend. So, give us a review of the college basketball experience. What was the best part? Well, I'll just go. I'll just go ahead and say this is this is technically my hot this week, so we're not going out early. But yeah. Oh no. I, okay, we can wait. We can wait. Oh, we can do it now. No, it's fine. We can wait. All right, we'll we can wait. wait. Yeah, right. we'll wait. We'll wait. We yeah. don't want to. You know. We don't want to ruin the program here. That's true. People have come to expect us to do hot and not later. Right. We have a certain cadence. We got to stick to it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to mess with our rituals here. All right. Fair enough. All right. You mentioned you were able to watch the game on your phone. Did you watch all five hours and 50 minutes of it? Um, as in watch also between uh, the delays? Yes, because I did. <laughs> you had no choice. But yeah, thankfully I was able to... Uh, to uh, do the hard task of turning off my phone and not tuning in during those couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel, I do feel bad for you cause you had to hang out up in that press box for much longer than you anticipated. It was horrible. It was horrible. Do you, uh, of what? all the places that I had, that there are in the world, the press box during a rain delay is one of the worst places. And I mean, I'm honestly, mm, let me think about this. I'm trying to decide if I would rather sit out in the rain or if I would rather <laughs> sit, no, the press box. you can't claim that. Well, no, the, the plus side of being out in the crowd is that if there's a rain delay, I could much more easily go to my car or I could do something else. Yeah. You know, could go walk around, sit somewhere else and not be like stationary stuck inside of so this. So are you saying they like lock inside you in of a jail? This prison. Lock you in a jail cell up there? More or less in the... Jail cell stuck between Rob Gray and Michael Loss. So give me a quick rundown of all the, you know, the, the regular Iowa State media members. What happens or what do they do during a rain delay? Everybody just like dicks around. They're just walking around trying to kill time. When is the game going to start again? So are looking you, at the radar, where, how much rain do we got left coming in? Are you, are you a pacer or are you a, a sitter? <sighs> no, I just sit in my chair and like get really disgruntled. Mm-hmm. I lean back and I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> So who, who keeps their cool better, you or Rob Gray? Rob. I feel like Rob is much more content just sitting in the press box than yeah. I am. He's just appreciating life. I just have way too much going on in my brain to sit there and do nothing for that amount of time. And what kind of, what kind of beverages and snacks do you guys have access to up there? Not the kind of beverages that I want there to be during <laughs> the middle of a rain delay. Fair enough. Uh, Mountain Dew. I drank a lot of Mountain Dew on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you probably needed it with how long that day was. Well, I drank a lot, or I ate four hot dogs stand, sitting up in the press box. Mm-hmm. It was a rough day. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm covering sports for a living, so like how bad can it be? Yeah. But in it, that is just the worst part of, it. like I tweeted this out during the game. I've been to like 100 college football games in my life, 
Three of them have been delayed, and there's been one each in each successive season the last three years. The Kansas mm-hmm. game, the South Dakota State game, and then this game. That's right. And I think each time it's just gotten progressively worse. And to add to that, it looks like the, the forecast for this coming Saturday isn't that great right now either. Believe me, I already know. <laughs> I'm already well, well aware. I'm sure every, everyone's going to be keeping an eye on the weather for How bad game. could Iowa State's luck get? How, could it get any worse for mm. games? Well, technically, since we've had two games and one of them's been delayed, it can't get that much worse. Well, I'm saying like just in the past couple of years where there's, it's like there's always something. Yeah. You know? There's the there was the Drake game with all the weather in the Drake game. Yeah. Which was miserable for everyone, mm-hmm. I think. Uh the obviously the South Dakota State game. There was a Kansas game yep. two years ago. There was another game that I think it was really crappy that like maybe Oklahoma State that year was mm-hmm. really cold and windy. You know, I think the only game on the schedule this year where everyone's hoping for bad weather is the Texas game. I think everyone wants there to be snow on the ground and uh, to be like 30 degrees outside then. I was going to say, if there's three inches or like three feet of snow on the ground for that day, as long as they can get it off the field, I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. Let's, you know, negative 20, mm-hmm. a foot of snow. Let's roll. Let's play in the ice bowl. Mm-hmm. Let's go like some full, full like Lambeau Field, frozen tundra of Jack Trice Stadium. Yep. That, w- that would be super fun. That would be super fun. What were your impressions of the game other than the rain delays? I mean, pretty typical, what everyone else has already said. I mean, Iowa State as a whole outplayed Iowa um, as far as looking at how their defense and their offense performed, I thought. Again, it was just the the stupid, um, you know, kicking themselves in the feet kind of thing. Yeah, shooting Um, themselves in the feet. Shooting themselves in the feet. Um, The penalties and then obviously the, the terrible muff punt. Um, yeah, where, the, where our bad, guy yeah. tackled his own. It never should have got to that point, though. No, it shouldn't have. And unfortunately, the I think the the turning point for that game was when um, Stanley had that you know third and twenty two conversion. Right. I think that was kind of where Iowa you know realized they can they can you know grind it out and pull it out in the end. Well, and I told Jeff this like I feel like if Iowa State would have got the ball back, they were going to go and score. Yeah, but I think that and that's I feel like that's why they tried to do what they did on mm-hmm. third down where they threw the ball. Yeah, and. Obviously, in a perfect world, he would not have gone out of bounds in, from their scenario. Yep. But I think that they probably didn't really want Brock Purdy to get the ball back either, yep. thinking that he was going to have a pretty good chance to be able to drive it down the field and put themselves in a position to at least attempt to Connor a solid field goal. Yeah, a minute, 30 seconds, even without timeouts, is a long time when you have a, a, an offense like Iowa State's. Well, yeah, they'd been chewing up yardage pretty, pretty easily. Pretty easily, especially when they weren't putting themselves behind the sticks. Yep. Yep, because that was the problem on the previous drive for Iowa State, is that they just got into that, you know, third and long, fourth and long situation. Well, yeah, once Brock slipped mm-hmm. on second down, yep, things got pretty hairy Yeah, at that point. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm glad that it's over now because I feel like we can turn the page and look at what's, like, actually will make the season yeah. memorable. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would have loved to have gotten a win against Iowa. Right. But the ultimate goal, I think, for basically everyone in Iowa State fandom is to win a Big 12 championship this year. Yeah. And I think, too, like, there's been a lot of – there's been years where they beat Iowa, and then at the end of the season, you look back at it, and you're like, man, I don't know that that was a very successful season. Yeah. Uh, Specifically, 2014 comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Cole Nett and Kick. Yep. Or you beat Iowa, and then you win one game. The rest of the year. The rest of the season. Yeah. So that's where I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, You lose the game, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only you know, feasible way that the Iowa game comes back to bite you in the butt 
is if one, it's the difference between you making a bowl and not making a bowl, well, which, yeah. I, which I think Iowa State will, you know, pretty easily make a bowl this year, hopefully. I was going to say, I think hopefully they won't have to worry about that too much. And then uh, outside of that, uh, bowl positioning. I mean, if you have that one more win, it might bump you up a bowl later well, on in the year. Well, yeah, too. And like when the college football poll came out or whatever, the playoff poll and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it is it is what it is. But the best thing I think about this rivalry is that, that when you play it early is – you get those two weeks where people are really talking about it, two, three weeks, depending on where it falls on the schedule. And then there will be like three to four days after the game where people are talking about it, and then it's over, and yeah. you don't really care anymore. You and know, they I, can kind of just leave each other alone for a while. I feel like the the point where it all passes is the next game. Like once each team ha plays its next game, that's when both fan bases can get completely past it. Yeah, because I know that right now nobody is – well, a lot of people are not truly past it. Yeah. Where it's like, I've you've moved on to whatever's next. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, for various reasons. Well, yeah. I mean, Especially this year. It's, it was so goofy today to me, for me, and I saw you tweeting with someone mm. about the Iowa people saying that they should not play the game anymore because beating Iowa State didn't do anything for them in the AP poll. There's a lot of different layers to unpack there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you look at one thing. They won by one point. Iowa State very well could have won that game had they not shot, shot themselves in the foot. Um, nothing really happened in front of Iowa in the polls for to you know well, yeah, teams that, to drop below them. That's the big thing is that there wasn't that many teams that yeah. dropped in front of them that lost. And yes, I if would, any, I don't know. I, I mean, can't think of any. You can build Iowa State up to the point where you call this the best Iowa State team in a while, which I would agree with absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. There's so many variables at play where you can't just you know pick the single data data point as the reason why it's never advantageous for Iowa to schedule Iowa State. Well, and besides the fact that if uh, you care about the AP poll that much, then you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be completely different at the end of the year anyway. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. The I mean, poll, the, if Iowa State keeps winning football games, which if, if Iowa people think that Iowa State's a good team, they think that they're going to keep winning games, then, which I think that any Iowa fan in their right mind would tell you that Iowa State is a good football team. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I mean, if they don't, then they are so seriously jaded with their black and gold glasses that it's not even freaking funny yeah like that's that is where i would side with that thing but by the time if iowa keeps winning too and if you know when the first college football play playoff poll comes out the first week of october or whatever it is i don't know what iowa schedule is like but if they are you know five and one six and oh whatever people will look at iowa and iowa states hasn't lost a game since then People are going to look at that and be like, man, that was a pretty good win. Yeah, exactly. They'll both probably be in the top 15. Yep. And at that point, then it's like, man, maybe, would we really be saying, man, maybe we shouldn't play that game anymore because it didn't do anything for us two days later in the AP poll or the next day in the AP poll. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of why I called that guy out uh, and quote tweeted that article because he essentially wrote it is, I, I know the intent was to basically rile up Iowa State fans. Yeah. And, you know, it did, you know, it struck a nerve with me, mm -hmm. um, admittedly, but at the same time. I do think, you know, what he argued, it had very many holes in his logic. This is something that I just don't understand some of the psychology of this rivalry where, like, after the game on Saturday, I really was aware of it. The arrogance of some of these people. Just yeah. like when they beat you, their 100% desire to really rub it in, not just, like, let it go, yeah. you know? Not just be like, oh, yeah, we, we won. Let's go and celebrate with our fr like our other Hawkeye brethren and enjoy this. And we won the game, you know, and we get to celebrate this for 365 days. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But no, they make it a point to like 
rub it in your face. Yeah. And like shit all over you. That's really annoying to me. It is. Someone sent me a message that said something like, go Hawks, like immediately after the game ended. Someone that yeah. knows me well enough to know what I'm doing when the game gets over. Yep. And I said, <laughs> at this point, I mean, I've been sitting in that press box for 10 hours. I'm sure you're, you're not point. in the best state of mind. I was not in the best mood to begin with. Plus the way the game went, you know, whatever. I, I'm trying to do my job. And they said that to me and I, I fired off something back like, do you even care about the game? Like, yeah. <laughs> or do you just care about waiting for the game to be over so that you know you can send fire off a message to everybody you know that likes Iowa State? Yeah. And being an asshole. And you know, the, the, the common put down leading up to the game this year, for whatever reason, has been, uh, you know, Iowa, Iowa fans or Iowa State fans live rent free yeah. in, in the other fan bases' heads. Well, yeah. Like, if you, if you immediately tweet at an opposing team's fan after a win, then yeah, absolutely. That, that obviously proves true. Or even think to, the tweet that the University of Iowa fired off immediately after the game about thanks for having our back. Yep. Where you're shaming a 19, 20-year-old Datron Young mm-hmm. for messing up on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. That is one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, man, I get it's a rivalry, I, you know, whatever. That's just being an asshole. Could like, you imagine if Iowa State had won in that exact same scenario? That's I, what I'm saying. Iowa I, fans would have been calling Iowa State a classless, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that's where I I was thinking about this after the game. when, Like once everything was done, I got back home and I'm sitting there, you know, having a bush light. And I'm just thinking like, would Iowa State fans react this way if they'd won the game? Because I don't think they would, at least not the ones that I know. Maybe the ones who are the ass, like that are assholes that I don't really know that well. Yeah. That could be. And those people do exist in our yeah. base. But I just, I think about it's like, man, I, I don't think that they would be, like, I feel like they would be more celebrating together than like celebrating to spite the other people. Exactly. I mean, I would look at it as the kind of thing where, hey, we finally got over the hump. Campbell got his first win against Iowa. Great for us, but now you know it comes the the meat of the schedule. Yeah, you know coming up after Louisiana Monroe, of course. Yeah, I just I don't get that. I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand where people get off on and, that. And there are no like no Iowa fans who I know either in my personal life or in my Twitter life, which are completely separate. Um, that I <laughs> yeah. that I would think of after an Iowa State win over in Iowa, I would never single out any anyone like that. I would never think to be like I've got to go and say something to this person just to prove the to to prove something to them exactly like they know iowa state or you know iowa again in the real scenario <laughs> won the game yeah. there's no point in rubbing it in any further right it's like but that's where it's like if you're a real fan like you're probably already mad about it or if you're a real person who really actually like cares about the outcome you probably already are upset enough yeah so why are you like what like what's the point why would anyone do that you're just I, being a dick yeah I, I don't ever sit there and think like oh my team won you know, the Vikings beat somebody or whatever, like, or, uh, yeah. I mean, Iowa State, whoever, like, I'm never sitting there thinking after the game, like, man, who do I know that is a Baylor fan mm-hmm. that I can send a text message to and say, go clones, yeah, baby. And it might be, yeah, exactly. And it might be the kind of thing where, you know, never, never mind, I was going to go down the road, but I'm not going to do it. That's fair. Yeah, but then an unnamed gas station chain <laughs> based in the state of Iowa also tried to do yeah. the same thing. That was an interesting interesting move yes it was um notice the tweet has since been deleted has it been completely deleted? yeah i think so oh yeah. wow i mean i'm sure it still exists somewhere out there in uh in screenshots and stuff and but. you know it sounded like uh from what people were saying is that they, it wasn't a random intern either like it was a full-time social media person for that gas chain yeah i mean i think 
they I think I think they're said, heavily Hawkeye slanted. I was going to sure. say I, I think that said gas station chain, uh, the people who are the heads of that, yeah. are very much slanted one way, and possibly they built the brand new press box at Kinnick Stadium yeah. for them. But I mean, you look at that, and it's like it, that's business social media one hundred and one. Yeah. Don't piss off half of your customer base. Yeah, that was just weird to me. I was, and that's where I mean, I wasn't like pissed off that come and go did it. I was yeah. like, I wasn't sitting there like, man, I'm well, never going to go to come and go ever and again. Like I was just sitting there <laughs> thinking like, that's a really weird thing to do for a business. Yeah. I, I don't know. And again, like I wasn't personally mad that they did it. Yeah. Like I, however I did think is like, wow, that's, you know, borderline unprofessional. I would say that's really bold. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and if you want to do it, at least try and be kind of subtle about it. And there are, you know? yeah, there, there are other ways that they could, you know, reference the game yeah. in a non, uh, put down Iowa state in way, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, maybe if they wanted to do some sort of promotion, if Iowa won or yeah, something con- like that. Like and congratulations like, to the Iowa Hawkeyes for yeah. being this year's Cyhawk champions. Here's, you know, a dollar off your next big gulp. Yeah. So at, uh, like at all Iowa city participating in locations or something like that, like yeah. that's one thing, but the way they did it, I was, I was sitting there and I was like, man, like someone, this is like someone really sat here for a long time and thought like, what's the best way that I can. No, no, no. They didn't sit there for a long time. That was like, that was like, they were watching the game. They had that draft made after the first quarter, just in case they had it sitting in the drafts, just waiting to fire it off. Yeah. I, I did not, I did not get that deal. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a weird, weird thing. Um, in other PR news, I was going to say, and then things just continue to get weirder. The plot continues to thicken. Yeah. Gary Barda putting out the press release yeah. uh, Monday evening. I don't have the press release right in front of me, but uh, saying that they were investigating some sort of incident between members of the Iowa band and the band staff. I believe they just, I think the word was misconduct toward the Iowa band. Right. Yeah. In like absolute 100% Gary Barta fashion, putting out a v- extremely vague press press release yeah. at 5 p.m. on a Friday, on a Monday, just to get things riled up. Yeah. I don't know in what way you think that that's like, oh yeah, this will really blow everything over that could yeah. possibly come out of this. And you know, number one, uh, it, it being vague in the first place is just bad. You yeah. know, that's, that's bad PR in general. Um, and the fact that you didn't hear anything, like if it was actually that serious, we would have heard about it on Twitter, probably the night of the game. Yeah. Or well, yeah. And the way that it's, it is being discussed on Twitter now mm-hmm. where the people who act like they know what happened are being so, not like, giving oh, well, they're any being so non-descriptive, but act like saying like it's really bad, you know. Then like, just if, come if out it's and say what it. we are hearing it had happened, then it's really bad. Like does, if it's if, if it's that bad, like I feel like it would be out there a lot more because yeah. even I could tell you like right now, people that you ask right now, you and I both know this. Like this has been a conversation of trying to figure it out what yeah. the, what's kind of going on, what's going on at least on Iowa State side, and like they really don't have any idea. They don't know. Yeah, nobody knows here. I mean, but there, apparently there's, there's a bunch of people over there that know, and apparently it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's speculation. I think there's a couple of things who I, that I've heard. I've heard speculation, but yeah, it's just, do like, you want to get into a couple? No, of, no, okay. no, 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 okay, no. Okay. We don't need to go. I mean, I don't want to come in here and like yeah. throw out ba- like things that we, we don't know to be, don't fact. know to be fact. Cause I've heard a bunch of different yeah. possibilities. Uh, but obviously if any of those theoretical, um, things did happen, then obviously they are very bad and in, in no circumstance should either side be doing. Now we're doing exactly what those people on <laughs> the other people. Are <laughs> well, doing. yeah, but we're, we're, but just, no, I mean, we're I, talking I, them. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know, you know, we're just and, discussing them, not discussing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but I'm not going to like 
sit here and be like, it's really, really, really bad. Like the thing I'll say is it's like, if something where someone physically assaulted someone or something like that, then someone should be arrested. Yeah. I mean, and that's all there is. That's all there is to it. Mm. And that's not, that doesn't matter what fan base you're on. That's just ba- looking basically, or just 100% from a what, human standpoint, from a human standpoint at what the law is. If you're mm. assaulting someone, then you should go to jail. Like that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. And if that's what it is, this is what I didn't like about the, pre- the press release that I put out is that they put something out where it's almost like they're taking a shot at somebody or they're like trying to throw shade, but mm. they don't go all the way in with it. It's like, man, if you want to throw shade, then let's throw shade. Yeah. Like, let's do it, you know, because right now you're just opening up a can of worms to make this a way bigger deal than what it needs to be. Well, and you well know, I mean, unless it is or it's yeah. a really huge deal, which at this point, I don't have any reason to believe that it is that big of a deal. Yeah. And you know how good Gary Barter's track record is. Well, too. yeah. And that's a whole other thing. You know, like, going back to the Cyhawk game where Iowa had the theft in their locker room. Yeah. And he, he said he contacted every opponent on Iowa State's schedule for the rest of the year. And then it turned out that it was an Iowa student who stole stuff from the locker room in the first place. Right. So... And well, and then it, even the yeah. Gary Dolphin thing, the ongoing yep. tensions. Yep. Like this is, this to me was, I looked at it and I was like, okay, like, yeah, you can say that you, I mean, you can say, you know, that something's happening or I don't even know what the best way to put it is. I don't, probably just don't say anything at all. And mm-hmm. if there is something happening, then you find out something happened and you can detail what exactly happened after doing an investigation. That's one thing. But it's a completely different thing to come out and say that you're investigating and give no details about what's being investigated and nobody knows really what's yeah. being investigated. And, and even if you don't give like the full details, you can make it more uh, descriptive than misconduct. Yeah. That is so so vague. That's like the, the lowest level of description you can provide. See, and that's where coming now into Tuesday, which I have to say, I messed up on something when I was, when I was at Jamie Pollard's press conference this morning. I heard something wrong in listening to what he was saying about this situation. Mm. I thought he said the word petty, but I think I actually was thinking about how petty what was happening was. And when, where he said like very vague or pretty vague or something like that, it was like, I heard it as petty. I quoted that. I tweeted that out. I think people got mad. I didn't mean it to be like stoking the fire in any way. I just misheard what he said. Okay. So question who, who initially alerted to you that that was probably wrong? Uh, wrong Alex Halstead from from two, four, seven told me, he said that, I mean, he, he just said like, Hey, I think he, the words he used was pretty vague, not petty. And I, it's just that I read that and I was, I was, I was typing and trying to listen and at the same time. And that was me. I messed up. I fired a tweet too fast. And that's why I deleted it and tweeted it again. Yeah. But of course there's those people out there that have <laughs> screenshotted it and yeah. are making me out to be an asshole because I just, well, if you used one wrong word in a quote if Cyclone Fanatic about gets a its, scandal with the Iowa band, apparently if CF gets his press releases revoked, then you'll know why. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I did. I wasn't like intentionally trying to be, yeah. you know, stir up the pot. I was, yeah. I, I don't care. I think the thing's stupid. Yeah. And well, and then when you hear Jamie Pollard explain his side of the story where there was four police officers with the Iowa band, three Polk County sheriffs and a, a, someone from the uh, University of Iowa Police Department, mm-hmm. and not a single one of those officers have heard anything about this alleged incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the band directors for both universities were together after the school or after the game and nothing was said about the alleged incident. That's where you start to sit there and wonder and be like, what the, what's the deal here? My suspicion is that. Well, and then when Jamie Pollard says that no one's contacted them and told them what happened, all they know is that Iowa put out a press release, which in that case, Iowa blatantly lied in the press release. Yeah. 
you know what I think happened personally is that you know some things were probably said to members of the of the the band. Um, they might have complained to their parents, and their parents might have started raising the fuss with the athletic yeah, department. And that could be. And if it's if it turns out to be worse, it's like I said, punish the people. Yeah. If it turns out to be worse, punish the people. And like Jamie Pollard said today, they've got cameras everywhere in Jack Trice Stadium. Yeah. If something happened, they will know. Yeah. They will know. And that's where, if you're going to put out a press release, you better be covering your ass mm. to where the people on the other end that you're supposedly calling out can't come back and say, we don't know anything about it. Mm. We don't know anything. Like, they haven't said anything to us. We don't know what allegedly happened. All we know is what was in a vague press release. And that's mm. it. And that's like where I sit there and I'm like, what's it? Why? What's it? Yeah. This is, this is really odd. It's totally just a, a way to stir, stir the pot. Yeah. Is what it is. I mean, the person that I really wish we could have heard from about this is Ross Peterson. Cause I think mm. that he would have had some really good stuff to say, but unfortunately he's in Canada and oh, wasn't yeah. on. Is he fishing? Wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. on fanatics today. So he wasn't able to give his opinion, but I, he'll be back. He will be back. Um, but that's just what I don't understand. I don't get where. Yeah. I mean, Chris has told the story before about how he got hit in the head with a beer at, at, in Iowa City. Yeah. If and he wanted to raise a big stink about that and make it a huge deal at that time, could he have? Probably. There yeah, were, I bet it could have been made into a big deal. There were a lot of people chiming in on Twitter and on the forums, too, who are past band members of Iowa State. And they were just saying, like, similar things have happened to them when they've gone to Kinnick. Yeah. So. That's what, if you're a member of the band and you're going into your biggest in-state rivals stadium... You're probably going to hear some bad things. I was going to say, the odds are that you're probably, if you're just a normal fan going into Kinnick Stadium wearing an Iowa State shirt, you're probably going to hear something. Yeah. Like, that's just. And I feel like being. And it's, a, yeah. and it's going to be the same way at Jack Trice. I'm yeah. not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's just being realistic. Mm-hmm. When you throw the amount of alcohol that's consumed around each of these stadiums, that's just being realistic. Yeah. And there's a, there's a difference between being an asshole and just like being a fan you know yeah like don't be an asshole I, that's kind of how i always look at it. it's like you can give people crap you know yeah and like if you want to mess with people a little bit that's cool but like don't be a dick just yeah. like enjoy the game exactly cheer for your team not against the other team yeah in a cheer, way. yeah i don't know i mean but man doesn't doesn't all this just make you appreciate jamie pollard even more yeah and that's what was what was that's why i kind of feel bad because i feel like i put words in Jamie's mouth that he didn't say and that's where you know I I know that I messed up and that's why I'm saying it right now like I know I messed up yeah and uh like I'm not doing it with any I don't have a motive or anything like that that it's like I'm trying to create tension I'm just like and I think Jamie would understand that if you told him that to his face yeah uh but I was I can't remember what I was gonna say next oh yeah I mean if if anything comes out that something really bad happened at that point. Like I said, if they can show us that something happened, that something like legitimately worth getting in a stink about happened, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. until then, no one knows. Yeah. We don't know anything. And that's why it's like, why <laughs> say anything? Yep. I feel like it was just like trying to please. It's like you said, trying to please some people. Yeah. Someone please behind a, the scenes. A, a vocal re- minority. Yeah. There's, there's just some politics going on. I'm sure behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's what I would be interested to know more about it. But I also could see how passionate Jamie Pollard got about it today to mm-hmm. where it had surprised him. Cause it's like, if Gary Barr's just trying to please like some people behind the scenes, then he needs to communicate that with people. Yep. That's what I would say if I'm Jamie Pollard, I'd be like, then why don't you tell me that? Yeah. You know, don't just throw us under the bus mm-hmm. and back back over us. Yeah. That's a, uh, I'm sure Barda has Pollard's email 
I'm you know. sure that they probably have each other's phone numbers. Yeah. I would be, I don't, but yeah, I mean, think about a, uh, just 100% complete polarization of the true example of a leader in Jamie Pollard and the complete opposite of a leader. Yeah. If you ask me and Gary Barta, the way that he has handled some of this stuff. Absolutely. And I, I do feel like there's a large portion of the Iowa fan base who will readily admit that Gary Barta is terrible. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to hear what Ross said because I think that he would be smart about it. And, the, mm-hmm. and I like the way that he comes at a lot of those things and the way that he approaches that. Uh, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Iowa State had some pretty cool stuff come out today. Super cool. Super cool. Obviously, the new the proposal for the mixed development or multi-use development area around Hilton Coliseum and the and Stevens Auditorium right there in Iowa State Center. Yep. Basically a power and light district right in, in the heart of Ames. Man, uh, there are so many different things that go into that deal. It almost yeah. had your head spinning, you know? Yeah. And you know, getting all those renderings released on Twitter, like I, I had a vision because we, we kind of gotten tipped off to this news a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. I, I was kind of just thinking in my head what this would look like, but all of the actual renderings like surpassed my expectations. This is the thing that I do think we need to tap the brakes on a little bit is that this is very, 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 Fluid. very early on in the stages. Yeah. Like I, this is not like phase one hasn't even begun. It just starts on Friday and that's doing like a feasibility study yeah. to see. I mean, it's like Jamie Pollard said, we know that this is, we wouldn't do it if we didn't think that it was feasible, mm. you know? So it's like, that's a whole, but it's like a, it's just part of the process. Mm. And, but I'm sitting there watching the video where they're showing all this stuff. And then I got all excited. I was like, man, this seems to be really cool. Yeah. But then I kind of had to sit back and be like, this is all just a bunch of drawings on <laughs> You know, in like 3D renderings and yeah. stuff. This is not like a thing where they're even saying when we're going to start working on it or yeah. when we expect it to be done. Like it could be a decade. Anything. That's what I'm saying. It could be 10 years before any of that stuff's done. Yeah. Or technically any of it's really, you know, actually get going started even. Too. Right. And I'm not saying that is what the case will be, but it's like realistically you look at it and you're like, it's like, man, that's really cool. And they don't even know how much it's going to cost yet. They don't. Yeah. I I don't think that. I mean, they know a lot, but they don't know like actual dollar amounts. No. And but you look at it and it's like, man, the pedestrian bridge thing, I would think that that would be one of the things that would probably be in one of the first couple phases yep. of it. Uh, the paving the grass slots would be up there as one of the first couple things I would think. Yep. And then it would just, the other part where you're, it, what would be by Hilton would probably just be kind of a slow, gradual thing. Yeah. And you know, they're obviously going to have to convince businesses to move in there too after building it mm-hmm. or, you know, or even prior, you know, cause you can't, you can't really do it without knowing for a guarantee that you're going to fill those places. Like right now I would say conservatively, if I had to guess when it would be done, like just if it's done in 2025, I feel like you'd have to be pretty pleased. Yeah. You'd have to be overjoyed. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's, that's what I'm saying. That's six years from now. Yeah. Like, I, if I had to, you know, put a time where I expect it to be completed, I'd probably just say 2030. Yeah. That, that would be my best guess. Or yeah. that's why I say, uh, I mean, 2025 would be like the best case scenario to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But 2030, I would say would probably be the more likely I'd, thing. I'd be disappointed if I'm on the, the wrong side of 40 and it's getting completed. But that's why he's saying that it's a dream or it's a goal or anything like that. Like he's not saying like we're doing this tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and I do think it's really cool that they've, they have fully trusted Jamie to head this up. Yeah. And that's, but it goes back to what I said. Jamie's He's a boss. As good a leader is what you're going to find, I think, in college athletics. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that doesn't necessarily mean I agree with him on everything, but it's like he's, if you want to find someone that 
is going to get things moving in the right direction, then Jamie Pollard is going to get things moving in the right direction. Yeah. And regardless of, you know, the, the results of the sports programs over the next decade or so, I think if he does end up getting this completed uh, as close to the Red Rings as possible, Jamie Pollard has absolutely cemented himself on the, the Mount Rushmore of Iowa State Athletics. Well, and that's, point. yeah, that's what I was sitting in there thinking. I was like, man, if all this gets done, Jamie Pollard deserves his name on a building somewhere. One, of, one of these things, I was like, I don't know what it is, but man, this dude's got to have his name somewhere because it, I mean, he would have earned it at that point. Honestly, like I'd be down to start the motion to call the like the the power and light district area like the Pollard Plaza or something like that, or even the plaza around the entrance to the stadium. Yeah, anything, anything in that area. Yeah. Yep. And then we saw our first real look at the inside of what the stadium will look like after the yep uh, sports performance center is done. Yeah, essentially, what she said will open in January 2021. Keeps the look of the the hills, although it looks it, it looks to be more raised. Is what yeah, I describe it, is, it as. It is as. raised up. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I thought right away when I saw it. I was like, man, that looks awesome. Yeah, that's going to look really cool. It just looks a little bit more like a bowl. Yeah. Well, it looks cool because it looks like they kind of are putting a ring back behind it where the concourses are going to connect. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, man, it'd be a pretty good place for a ring of honor type thing, like what we've talked about. That's true. In the past, I don't know if they would put ribbon board or what that would be, but it looked. That's the kind of thing that I was sitting there thinking. I was like, man, maybe they could finally do something that they haven't done yep. before. Like they'll have more space at their disposal to do something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of possibilities, man. Right. I mean, it all looks good and it all looks really, it, it's all going to be positive, I think, for the university and, and the town. And it just is one of those things that now we've seen it and it's like, man, I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but we don't know when it will be. We don't know anything. Yep. But, I mean, super exciting to look forward to and you know, obviously very optimistic about Iowa State Athletics as a whole. And it makes a lot more sense why we've never really heard anything about the Hilton uh, renovations that they announced whenever that was, like, in the spring. Mm-hmm. Why that's never really come back up again just yeah. because it's, like, and they it, were doing this whole other deal. It also kind of makes sense, too, as to why they've never really... like Because those, those lots between Jack Trice and Hilton have kind of gotten a little rough mm-hmm. over the last few years. And it kind of makes sense because if they're going to end up tearing those up and rebuilding anyway, then it makes sense as to why they haven't really addressed those. Yeah. I'm just interested. I don't know. There's a lot of questions, I think, that will be need to be answered in the time that it takes for them to get all this done. But it'll be, what do you say, like three to five months to do phase one. And <laughs> yeah. that's like the, the study. Yeah. And then I think it'd probably be another year before they'd even really be on to whatever is after that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But uh, regardless, I think it'll, uh, it, was a, it was a cool thing to hear a presentation about. I think that everybody should be really excited about the future of Iowa State Athletics. We're going to take a break. We'll do hot and not. Underrated underdogs when we come back. Stains and Fits presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And 
And don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hey guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now, when I'm creating content for you at cyclonefanatic.com. It has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same day, same week appointments, and they are really good people. And they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Time for Hot and Not. You said you're hot this week. Is a, is a college basketball experience? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never been there before. Uh, admittedly, I still have yet to make it down to the Big 12 tournament ever. Uh, hopefully this coming spring. I know I say that kind of basically every year. But anyways, yeah, college basketball experience. Uh, I'm sure many Iowa State fans listening to this have been there before. But uh, just super cool. I mean, uh, we were kind of talking in. It's the kind of thing where you can do once and maybe not have to do it again for a while. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, you know, you kind of walk through. they got a bunch of memorabilia. A lot of interactive things. You can shoot hoops at uh, various stations. They have a full court uh, upstairs, um, which is actually where we were working uh, the entire weekend. I was there from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, working a basketball coaching clinic. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool. Uh, a lot of uh, fun memories, if you're a college basketball fan, to, to reminisce about. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a cool thing to have in Kansas City connected to the Sprint Center. Yep. Uh, yeah. So. It, it, yeah, but like you said, it's kind of one of those things you do it and it's like, yeah, I did it. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's comparative to if you were to go to, I don't know, um, like a museum yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see all those things, but at the same time, I'm not going to be going to the museum every weekend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, my hot this week, I don't know if anybody's heard the new Mike Leach rant. Apparently he was asked about the Pac-12 mascots fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know who asked these questions, whether it be, uh, like, I don't know who's asking him about the coaches fighting, like all the different ones that we've gotten in the past, but this one was phenomenal where he was presenting all of these different scenarios. Like he said something about the beaver and he's like, I guess we're going to find out how long the beaver can hold his breath. Uh, the With the ute, he's he made a comment where he's like, has he traded for a rifle? And like, like he's presenting, he thinks about it so deeply that you would never even, uh, you're just like, and he said something about the duck. He's like, the duck would probably get distracted yeah. and you know, that probably wouldn't, uh, fare very well for him in this scenario. Uh, and then the best one was when he was talking about the sun devil and he said, we'd have to get the Harry Potter activists in here. And I have no idea what that means, Yeah. but I, the idea of it was phenomenal. How much would I have to pay you to ask Matt Gamble? Matt Campbell to rank the Big 12 mascots in a, in a fight. Man, that would be... I feel like a Cyclone would win. I feel like so, scenario. too. And like, I, feel like that, I feel like that'd be kind of his cop-out answer. He'd be like, oh, Cyclone, it's going to be so easy to just, you know, sweep up all those other mascots. I mean, realistically, 
Like yeah. unless they're, they're really good at being able to avoid a weather event. And, and that, you know, that's why you need to, when you pose this question to him, you need to be like, break down each individual yeah. big 12 mascot as they relate in a, in a one-on-one fight. The only difference is that I think Matt Campbell really likes to talk about football. Yeah. And, and I don't think that Mike Leach really likes okay. to talk about football that well, much. Well, here's, here's, here's what you do then. You, you, you pose it in a different way. You, you say if all the big 12 actual mascots are playing a football game and that's what you ask Campbell. So that way he's technically talking about football, but you're getting the, the content that you really crave. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. Maybe, maybe that can just be, you can file that away. If Chris does a, an off the record podcast this off season, we can file that question away. Yeah. We'll have to tell him to, to ask that one just because mm-hmm. it's because Mike Leach got asked the same thing. Yeah. Man, I love like Mike Leach. Man, no, I don't think anyone could ever answer it as, as well as Mike Leach did. <laughs> no, and you know, it's the kind of thing where he just takes it completely in stride too, and that's what makes him great. Well, yeah, that's what makes it, is that Matt Campbell would not take it. I mean, he would laugh. <laughs> yeah, he'd shrug <laughs> it off. Yeah, but it, yeah. it would just not, It would. I don't think that he would go into a several minute diatribe, like explaining why he feels he, the way he does about each one and like and yeah. using logic to uh, try and, put all of these different variables into the, into yeah. play, it would just kind of be like, he would laugh and then it would, we'd kind of move on from it. Although I feel like if you, if you kind of reminded him though, too, though, that that might be like a recruiting tactic, like kids True. would look, kids would get that and it'd be like a viral video and they'd be like, wow, I want to go play for Matt Campbell. He breaks down these big 12 mascots like a pro. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. What's your, uh, our knots are, our knots are similar. Yeah. They, uh, they kind of coincide. They do. My knot is students on the field. <laughs> So I think it was your video that got, it got picked up by a few national media outlets. I didn't tweet out a video. I don't think. Oh, didn't, didn't you? I think it came from the cycle fanatic Twitter. So it might've been Rob. It might. No, I think Jackie maybe did. Oh, okay. It wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't take a video. Okay. Well, Jackie's video then. Um, basically, yeah. So the students ran the field during one, the second rain delay, which is the one where like the actual yeah. uh, threat came. And you know, my, my initial reaction, and I still feel this reaction, and I got some backlash for this, for saying it on Twitter, was get off the freaking field. I mean, I, I get Well, yeah, that's fair. I'm not against kids having fun in a rain delay, but look at it, like the way that I was looking at it is that that's a, that's a natural grass field. And I know that Iowa State Turf does an amazing job with that field. Mm-hmm. However, if that's that field is getting soaked and you got, you know, a ton more people on it, in I that think time, you made, did you did you like have not being able to like have a very clear understanding of how many people were out there? It wasn't like there was a thousand people. No, there wasn't a know? thousand, but I would say there's at least a hundred. Easy. I don't know. I, guess I saw the video go back before, and count them. I, I saw I the would, video before I tweeted. Wasn't it. paying that much. I, it looked like fifty to me, I guess. But okay, yeah, fifty to a hundred. Regardless, though, there, there were definitely people sliding, like like you know, full out uh, slip and slide kind of thing. And if you tear up the field like that, especially I'd have to when, go back and watch the video again. If the game has not been canceled yet and you rip up that field even worse, that's a reason that they could have actually canceled the game because the field is so bad. Because of people who should not have been on the field wrecking it. My only thing is it's... What are... The, again, I'm not if, against kids having no, fun, but if, do that like in the bleachers. Okay, so if they're playing in a torrential downpour... And it's not, not okay, not torrential downpour. It's raining really hard, and they're playing on the football field. Mm. And it's not lightning or anything like that, so they can, can continue to play. How torn up is the field getting then? The field's going to be way more torn up. Though. I mean, yeah. But but the, and they'll like continue to play. Yeah, but that's, that's from people who are meant to tear up the field. Okay. And think of this again. But think how about about Gary, Gary Barta making the one, being the one making the decision? Realistically, how much are those students running onto the field and running back off of the field going to tear it up? 
I mean, it depends on what they're doing on the field. I, I will say that technically, um, I agree with you. Like the the actual event of a football game would tear it up probably more. But again, it would this, tear it up more. It's the not decision maker more. for Iowa is Gary freaking Barda. Do you think he's going to make the right decision if he decides that the field is unplayable because all these students ran out and tore it up? Man, I just I don't understand. I mean, I was sitting in the press box, and believe me, dude, like this is the number one place. Think about what the sports journalism profession is known for. Things like getting mad at airlines, <laughs> uh, you know, just other... Missing ran- deadlines. Yeah, the complaining about your deadline, like things like that. Imagine the reaction of the people in the press box at this time. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, was it stupid? Yeah, absolutely. It was stupid. Is it worthy of any sort of like outrage? Probably not. Get the kids off the field. Yeah. Tell them if you do it again, you're going to get kicked out. And that's it. It's over. See, now I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, I, I agree with the fact that I don't think they should have been kicked out of the game or anything like that. I just think they should have been, uh, someone should have escorted them off and just told them, hey, guys, stay off the field. Here's my other question. Where's your security at? Where'd they go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. If there's people still out there standing in the stands, and you're, and even if you're telling them to leave and they're still standing there, like, you've got to have somebody out there. Yeah. Oh, and I think, I think I might have They read- all left. I, I, they all walked off the field. You watched them, and the second they got out the gates, and then all, all the kids run out on the field, and then they came ran, running back. Yeah, and even if there was, like, one or two that stayed out, it, that wouldn't have been enough for actual crowd control. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, it's like, man, it was, it was, was it stupid? Absolutely. It was absolutely a stupid thing for those kids to do. Mm. But in no way is it something that we should be, like, pissed about. Because <laughs> they still played the game. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Now, now that it's after the fact, I yeah. would say that, yeah, you know, it didn't hurt anything in the in the grand scheme of things. But at the, at the time, in that moment, I was I was mad at the students. I was just laughing my ass off about it. <laughs> I was like, this is the funniest thing. How people are reacting to this? Yeah. And most people that that have like ever been on that field, they're you're almost blown away by how short the grass is. Yeah. So that's where it's like it's not like the grass is super tall and you're gonna mat it all down like it's not tall enough to hardly get matted down like that. You know, like the dirt is like right there. And I don't know. That's, that's just where I was like, this is kind of a weird, we need to get a, a a horticulture expert on the podcast. Yeah. I would be interested to know, uh, how, how, uh, how much it would take the director of Iowa state turf, turf grass really felt about that. Like it, were they having like PTSD for some reason, like watching students get on that field during the downpour or, or yeah. was it like, oh, there's students on the field, no big deal. And it's crazy. I mean, I think that the field basically dried out. Like, Almost. once it got sunny again, the, yeah. the field was dry. It did a great job draining. Yeah, that's what it's made to do. You know, like that's the point. Those those people that, are bosses who maintain that field. That's what I'm saying. That they're really good at what they do, and that's why you saw, like, you heard on the uh, on the I or I saw a Twitter on the Twitter um, from the Iowa Radio Network where Ed Podolak said that there were six inches of standing water in the end zone. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, six inches of standing water? The grass isn't even six inches tall. Yeah, no kidding. How is that even possible? Yeah. Like, at that point, it would just be a lake. And I feel like 15 minutes after he said that, it was probably just fine. Well, yeah, and I think he probably heard that secondhand from someone who really didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like, when I heard that, I was like, I don't even think that's, like, possible. We would literally be able to see the water on the field right now if Mm. if it was six inches of standing water. Shocker. Someone in the Iowa media making a big deal about something that isn't actually a big deal. I mean, you're the one who's doing it too, so how can we really, like, how can you sit here and criticize anyone? That's different. It was different in the moment. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) All right. But that's why I reacted the way I did, where I said the thing about I'm pretty sure I saw him dig a trench. 
and <laughs> drop some landmines. And I, I, that's I, a dangerous area now. And I like that. That was a good tweet. Making fun of making fun of the situation. I'm just making light of it. It's like, why are we so like why are people so worked up? Yeah. Like someone yelled in the press box, that's trespassing. <laughs> Dude, speaking of jokes, I'm surprised how our Herb Street article did so well. You told me it did pretty well. Oh, yeah, it did do well. There, were, Dude, I'm surprised by how many people thought it was real. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, you had people tweeting at, or let's see, it was people. Uh, that first night that it was posted, the guy was telling me that uh, Kirk Herb Street wouldn't email us from Kirk at uh, GoBuckGuys. Kirk, Kirky at GoBuckGuys. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he, he's like, no one owns that domain name, so I don't think that it could be him. And I was and like, I, what? I, I wanted to make it a point. Like, I actually, like, looked up that domain just to see if it was being used. This is to make it obvious that it wasn't an actual email. And then the people that told us, what was that one comment? There was that one comment that was, that just... Uh, like, he was being extra douchey or something like that. Killed me, dude. Uh, yeah, we got to find it, because it was great. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, it was... Uh, Oh no, that's not it. That was something about... <laughs> someone asked if they, we could help them get porta-potties in one of the lots. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I find the emails pretty pathetic. You guys make Ames sound like a town full of nothing but beer drinking places, horrible traffic, and no potatoes. <laughs> really? Not a good job of advice at all. Hickory Park is an easy suggestion. Need to rethink what you said to him. And when I read that, I just died laughing. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about the no potatoes killed me. Oh, oh dude. man, killed me. No I, potatoes. I, yeah. Oh, the Ames potatoes, man. And that's why, that's why I was laughing my ass off. I was just like, man, I feel like there's some of these, like, there's so many red flags in there. Yeah. That should bring it to your, like, mind that it's like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah. But it, it never did for some people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, until someone had to tell them, blatantly tell them. And, and usually the people, kind of people who react to that thing will read the headline and they'll, you know, they'll skim. But yeah. you can you can tell that that person in particular, they read the whole thing. Oh, yeah, he read it pulled. word for word for him to be able to pull out the no potatoes thing. Because yeah. that's not just something that you, like, you know, catch on to. Yeah. Or you just happen to notice it's like, they said there's no potatoes in Ames. <laughs> we do have potatoes in Ames. I will show them to you. <laughs> But yeah, you know, speaking of Kirk, though, we haven't even talked about game day. And I don't uh, feel like there's a whole lot to necessarily talk about. Yeah. It was cool that it came die. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was uh, Lee put the uh, the side hat. hat on. Yeah. yeah, that was a good deal. Very good. Um, I don't really have any like it, it looked good. It looked it, great. It made the university look good. Yeah. And great publicity. It feels like it was a lifetime ago, though, at this point. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Like, like the difference between Saturday morning and even the game, like that feels like a, an, an eon. Yeah, it. Yeah, that felt like it was a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, the reaction to that article was was <laughs> remarkable. I yeah. it was more than I ever could have even hoped for. Yeah, and, and the, the fun part too was I did see a few Hawkeye fans who liked it too. There's you know love making fun of Kirk. I think. Well, yeah, it's just. We weren't even trying to make fun of him. It was just yeah, like it was f- having fun. It was just funny. Yeah. yeah. And those are like, sometimes those are fun to write where it's like, yeah, but that's what I, I sat there and I was like, man, we're way more credible than I guess what I, <laughs> what, I feel like if anyone ever sees that you and I are teaming up to write something like that, they should probably just assume that it's not going to be real. Yeah. And I did, uh, Chris had me go back and add the disclaimer yeah. uh, at the very top. Like, I think it was a couple hours after we had put it out. So, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. have you and I ever written like an expose or something no. like that? We team up to write something serious. Yeah. I mean, if we ever team up, you know, it's going to be probably either satire or humor of some kind. Right. Like we're, we're doing something to try and be funny. Like we're not just like, <laughs> we're not going to write like a serious piece about. No, yeah. it's, we're not, we're not Jeff Woody and Jay Jordan breaking down the game. No, 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I think that that article definitely makes that clear. All right, time for underrated underdogs. Uh, we both lost last week. We did. I lost in embarrassing fashion. The Stanford Cardinal really let me down. Yeah, and uh, of course I had the, I had the Cyclones. Yeah, man, they got their asses kicked by UCF though. That was a that was a statement win for the for the Knights. Yep. Uh, I'm taking Michigan plus three and a half on the road in Madison this weekend. I know Michigan hasn't looked very good, but. Wisconsin really hasn't played anybody yet. Let's see what uh, see what the Wolverines can do. They gotta they gotta come out and make a statement. And it kind of feels like the kind of thing where uh, if Michigan hasn't played that well this year, then this kind of, this could be the kind of game where they're they're going and focused. Right, right. I feel like they'll be they'll be ready to go. And then yep. and to that Army deal, I feel like is a, is a wake such up a, call. Well, and it's such an outlier. That team is so different than what That's anybody true. ever plays against. So yeah, I like that pick. All right, mine is KU. Plus four and a half points at home versus West Virginia. It's a stupid pick, but you know, do you? <laughs> After calling intern Brandon last week and giving him so much crap, I should have called intern Brandon and apologized tonight. But I'm Ew. not going to apologize. Yeah, to it's, him. it's a little too late for that. No, but yeah. I'm never going to apologize to him. He they, can he can ask like he can want me to feel bad about everything I've ever said about Kansas. I won't. I'm gonna until Kansas has won six games and is going to a bowl game. No, it is funny though that the immediate aftermath of that is Kansas doubling up Boston College. Yeah, <laughs> they look. I mean, I didn't. I didn't see the game, but I'm assuming they looked pretty good. I think Boston College probably really sucks. I think the entire yeah. ACC outside of Clemson probably really sucks. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm I'm with you there. Although I, I will say though that I I am pretty confident in this pick just because I feel like West Virginia has looked pretty crappy so far this year. Yeah, and I know it's KU. It's easy to be like, oh, it's Kansas. They're going to be the Kansas of old. Is it at, where's it at? It's in Lawrence. I'm pretty positive it's in Lawrence, yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe. I, maybe they'll probably have their biggest crowd that I was they've say that. Like in 10 years. Yeah. The, the Les Miles train is getting, getting rolling right now. I can already imagine if they would have lost last week, what the crowd would have been like for one in three or one in two Kansas against, has West Virginia won a game? Uh, maybe one against some Patsy. Yeah, so like one in two West Virginia. Yeah. And that would have been an awful crowd. There might have been 2,000 people there. If they're lucky. Yeah. Like the parents would be there and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Parents and, and the recruits who just want to be there. You yeah. Know, getting a free game in. You'd have at least 150 people because that's how many players there are. Probably about total with each team. And then you add in the staffs and everything. Yeah. And then maybe add a, a 500, you know, parents yeah. and stuff. And on top of that, it, I'm sure Lawrence, Kansas is probably going to get fairly similar weather to what we're going to get. Yeah. Not too far away. That sounds like a college football game that I don't want to watch or ever be within like a hundred miles of. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's on ESPN plus, right? That's right. No one will see it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you guys again next week. Everybody enjoy the game on Saturday with Louisiana Monroe. We didn't say a single thing about that game during this. I think Iowa state will win. I think Iowa state will win. There we go. (laughs) Thanks to the professional NBA program at the Ivy college of business at Iowa state. Presenting sponsors of Stands and Fits. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Recorded as the as always in the Carl Chevrolet studios. Talk to you again on Thursday for the Thursday thesis. Peace. Beat the Warhawks.